how to face a pandemic. Last Lord's Day, we looked at some points under facing a pandemic. To review very quickly, we said that anxiety hates prayer and that we can drive away our anxiety by going to the Lord in prayer. We said that love, fear away. We ought to love fear away. We love God and fear goes away. We love other people God has put into our lives and fear goes away. Third, last time, we said it's God and me. It's divine sovereignty at the same time, human responsibility, whether it's salvation or this pandemic. It's divine sovereignty and human responsibility. We said last time, hey, this is my first pandemic. We said that we have to be kind and charitable with each other, that we have to understand that none of us have gone through these circumstances before. We're doing our best, looking to Jesus in the word of God and prayer. So be kind and loving to each other. And under that point, we also said that we need to focus on Christ, to fix our eyes on Jesus. And we said that our focus tends to flit around like a housefly. And so we have to constantly monitor, where is my focus right now? And if it's not on the Lord Jesus Christ, then get it back onto the Lord Jesus. And the last thing that we talked about last time was that as we obey the washing of hands protocol, at least 20 seconds with uh, vigorous rubbing with soap, that that could be a time when, as we're washing our hands, we ask the Holy Spirit to search us for any unconfessed sin in our lives and confess it, admit it to God, experience his forgiveness, even while we wash our hands. If we do that and God does not bring to our minds any unconfessed sin, then we can use that hand-washing time to intercede in prayer on behalf of other persons. So that was last time. This Lord's Day, we're going to continue under the theme of facing a pandemic, this time part two. I have five lessons for you from the Word of God that I would like to share. Number one, joy startles. Joy startles. When you and I allow the Holy Spirit, who is within us at salvation and beyond, to produce his fruit, which includes um, joy, then we are going to have the fact that we are going to startle people. They will not expect us to be joyous when the circumstances around everyone are what they are. But we can have that joy because it's a fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit can produce joy in you and me. Just to remind us, Galatians 5, 22 to 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such things there is no law. That is one singular fruit with nine faces, nine dimensions, like turning a pineapple around. You might see nine different observations about the same pineapple. The fruit of the Spirit includes a dimension, a face of joy. And it's startling joy when things around us aren't necessarily joyous. So here's what it's like. Happiness depends on desired happenings. If you ask the average person, are you happy? The answer would be based upon if they're having desired happenings in their life or they aren't. If they're having the desired happenings, they say, yeah, I'm happy. But that isn't what we're talking about when we talk about Christian joy that the Holy Spirit produces. Because joy, that kind of joy, depends on Jesus. 
You can have joy in the Holy Spirit because your joy depends on Jesus, not your circumstances. We all probably have some circumstances these days that we don't really desire, let's be honest. But we can still have joy in Jesus, and when we do, (laughs) persons will be startled by that joy. Of course, the Apostle Paul lived this out when he was in jail, and not a nice jail, but a dark and dirty, dank uh, jail. And he had true joy, not fake joy. He had actual joy because he decided that he would think about Jesus in his circumstance. He decided not to think about his circumstances that are all around him in that jail, but to think about his Savior. And that's how he could write in Philippians 4, verse 4. That's how he could write, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Yes, we can rejoice no matter what our circumstances might be because we can focus on Christ. And we can have joy dependent upon Jesus versus happiness that is dependent upon desired happenings. So startle some people. Choose joy. The second thing I'd like to draw for you this morning is this. Hey, where am I in the pick? You know, we like to take a lot of pictures on our phones, and that's fine. And sometimes those pictures find us in groups, that someone takes a picture of us in a group. And what we often think, if we don't say it out loud, is when we see see that phone handed to us, we say, where am I? (laughs) Where am I in the pick? It's kind of human nature. And let me just say that a simple definition of pride is habitually making everything about you. The person who habitually makes everything about them is a proud person. Now, the opposite of pride, of course, is humility. And humility is the decided effort to make not everything about yourself, to make the things you encounter and you observe and you're a part of not about you. And that takes focus, and that takes effort and intentionality. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. So according to this verse, it's easy for any of us, the verse says everyone, it's easy for any of us to think more highly of ourselves than God would have us to think. Let me tell you what that isn't. That isn't thinking poorly of yourself. It's thinking very few times about yourself in a day. Can I say that again? That... To have a proper view of yourself, not to think more highly of yourself than you should, is not to think poorly of yourself, but instead it's to think very few times in a day about yourself. And the Lord can help us to do that. Maybe you heard about the Italian priest who died this week in Italy from the virus when he volunteered his respirator to a younger person infected with corona so the younger person could hopefully live. He was willing to die. He didn't think much, 
many times of himself that day that he died, he thought of others. Or do you remember our guest speaker for missions conference, Brother Benny, sharing about his father, who for his whole lifetime trusted the Lord and obeyed the Lord to plant churches in hostile to the gospel regions of northern India. And Benny told us that when his daddy went to heaven, over 1,000 believers flocked behind his coffin as they carried his body to the cemetery. Over 1,000 persons were there. Why? Because Benny's daddy, in planting churches, didn't think too highly of himself but he thought very rarely about himself in any typical day, and he thought of others. He invested himself in others. Benny went on to say that when he cleaned out his daddy's room, a modest room in a very modest and small house after his father had died, Benny said it only took an hour to clean out that room of all his daddy's belongings because his daddy had very little materially when he died, but all the souls that God used, that God used that daddy to reach for Christ and then to build up in the faith and then to have churches planted where there never had been a church. Don't think too highly of yourselves. Don't always look for yourselves in the pictures. Don't think poorly of yourself. Just don't think about yourself very often at all in the typical day. And so joy startles. And hey, where am I in the pick? The third thing I'd like to share is that pain opens ears. In differing measures and for differing reasons, everyone in the sound of my voice is experiencing pain that perhaps they've never experienced before with this virus and all the disruptions the virus makes in our lives. But ears are opened by pain. It was C.S. Lewis who wrote, and I loosely paraphrase, God whispers to us in our pleasures, but God screams at us in our pain. Put another way, often pleasure plugs our ears to hear God. Now, perhaps more than ever, you and I are surrounded by persons who have an open ear to God in a unique and unparalleled and unprecedented way. Because what this country's going through, the hardships, the uncertainties, the problems, the ears that were plugged by pleasures have been unplugged by pain. And persons are ready, Holy Spirit ready to hear truth given in love and prayer. And so this COVID-19 is a bit like a toothache that just won't go away. It's on our minds constantly. But that fact can mean that our ears are more open to God than they were before. And so share the gospel, the simple but wonderful truth that Jesus Christ died for sin to pay for it, and that he rose from the dead to show that his payment for sin is satisfactory to God the Father. 
Tell people how they can be made right with God through faith in Jesus Christ. Tell people of God the Father's arms held open wide to receive them in love if they will repent of their sins and run to the Savior in faith. That God forgives. That God restores. That God preserves. And that God uses those who are saved for his greater purposes and glory. You know, this whole concept of the gospel can be shared in appropriate ways, given the constrictions by phone or by email or by WhatsApp or by text or by messenger or by any other way the Holy Spirit can show you that's in alignment with the social restrictions and medical restrictions that we're under. Maybe the person that you're going to be led to share the gospel with is wondering where they'll go after they die. They're wondering what the meaning of life is. They're wondering if there's hope. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them what Jesus has done in your life. The great things that Christ has done in your life. Tell them. Now more than ever. You know, when I look at Scripture, I see that there was pleasure that plugged the ears to God, but pain unplugged those ears and and pain opened ears to God. I think of Jonah in the fish. I think of Pharaoh in Egypt. I think of the thief on the cross. Share Christ. There's a wonderful verse in 1 Peter 3, verse 15. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Did you hear the five steps? There are five steps in that one verse. Number one, set apart Christ as Lord in your heart. Have you done that? Is Jesus Christ the supreme authority in your life? Second, be ready to share your faith. It should not take you by surprise when the Holy Spirit gives you an opportunity to share your faith in Christ. Be ready. Three, defend with your personal God story of hope in Jesus. Nobody can argue with a personal God story of hope that you have in Jesus. So defend the gospel by having that God story of hope in Jesus ready. Number four, be gentle. That's toward others. Number five, be reverent. That's toward God. So because pain opens ears, we are to have a five-step approach to sharing our faith. One, set apart Christ as Lord in your heart. Two, be ready to share your faith. Three, defend with your personal God story of hope in Jesus. Four, be gentle toward others. And five, be reverent toward God. Pain opens ears. And so love persons with God's love. Tell them the great things that Jesus Christ has done for you. Pain does open ears, and a lot of people are in pain. So far, we've seen lesson one, joy startles. Lesson two, hey, where am I in the pick? And lesson three, pain opens ears. Lesson four, where did my idol go? Where did my idol go? As early as God's dealings with Israel as a nation, when he gave them the Ten Commandments, 
He made something very clear to the nation of Israel, and by extension, God makes the very same thing clear to us all these centuries later. The first five verses of Exodus 20, then God spoke all these things, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Here it is. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water underneath the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Where did my idol go? A lot of people are asking, where did my idol go in this time of the virus? And some of those persons asking, where did my idol go are Christians. Christians who had idols before the crisis. And see, they don't have those idols anymore. And they're saying, where did my idols go? This command of not having any idol before God, you will notice, is the first commandment of the ten. So it's very important. In a sense, it's foundational to all the other nine commandments that follow it. An idol is anything or anyone which we love more than God, which we trust more than God, which we serve more than God, which we spend more time with than we spend with God. And in our current coronavirus climate, Perhaps there are believers that are asking questions like this. Where's my idol of sports? Where's my idol of doing as I please when I please? Where is my idol of being in control? Where is my idol of putting me first? Toilet paper seems to be before us all the time as a thing that people put themselves first over, hoarding. But I've heard of instances in this country of rice. And in, in Toronto, where my daughter lives, people are going to the banks and they're running the banks to take all the money out there just panicked. Or simply put, where is, where is my idol of me? Where is my idol of me? Whatever the idol is. When you ask, where did my idol go? Do you ask because you want it back? (laughs) Or do you ask because you want it to go as far away from you as is possible? What about if you stand in line at the grocery store and you purposely buy one more loaf of bread than you need And then you prayerfully ask God to show who to give that loaf of bread to in Jesus' name. Isn't that what the boy in the feeding of the 5,000 did? When perhaps 5,000 men, perhaps 5,000 women, perhaps 2,000 children were all either saying it out loud or thinking, where's lunch? Little boy didn't hoard his lunch. He gave it up to Jesus. And we know what the Lord did with it. 
when they might have been crying out on that scene, every man for himself. The little boy said, no, this little boy for Jesus. I think that there are persons, Christians and not yet Christians, who as this pandemic moves into our country are asking the question, where'd my idol go? If you're asking that question, may it be because you don't want it back. The last lesson, for today at least, the bigger your God, the brighter your outlook. The bigger your God, the brighter your outlook. Our mission speaker, Brother Benny, said over and over and over again, it resonated with me and so many of you, our God is large and he's in charge. (laughs) In Psalm 103, verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. God is large. (laughs) There is no entity in the universe that is larger than God. God is large, and he is in charge. But let me let you in on a little secret. We are tiny, so we're whiny. God is large and in charge. We are whiny because we're tiny. And when we come to the challenges of a day in our own resources, in our own strength, in our own smart, and discount the bigness of our God, then we in our tininess are going to be whiners, not worshipers. And the smaller we see God as being, the more we will whine and throw ourselves pity parties. On the contrary, the larger we see our God as being, the more we will pray to him and worship him. And the choice is ours. No one can choose pity or peace for you. You get to choose pity or peace yourself. Choose well. There was the quaint, old-fashioned country preacher, Vance Havner, who said, either we will be optimistic or we will have a misty optic. (laughs) This is not the time to have a misty optic when it comes to God. In this COVID-19 time, don't accept, don't live with a misty optic. Be optimistic because you can see the bigness of God in his word each day. You know, in Latin, V-I-D, vid, means to see. Isn't that interesting? We have a COVID-19. In the middle of the name of this virus is V-I-D. In Latin, it means to see. What would God want us to see in the midst of this pandemic? (laughs) Well, one of the things that he wants us to see is that he is large and in charge. The part of the psalm I led with as a call to worship, Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. 
From where shall my help come? Verse 2. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And he will not allow your foot to slip, but he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. To be optimistic, you have to see God in his word. Now, in the verses I've just cited in Psalm 121, in uh, verse 2, my help is from the Lord. That is the most common Hebrew name for God in the Old Testament, Yahweh. Some say Jehovah. It occurs 6,800 times in the Old Testament, this name for God, Jehovah. What is tied into the name of God, Jehovah? That he is I am, that he is self-existent, that he's uncreated, that he is the, the eternal God, that he's the maker of covenants and the keeper of covenants. And watch this, that he's relational. He's not so far off, but he wants a relationship with us. Yahweh, Jehovah, the God who is our help, the God who will not allow our feet to slip, the God who does not slumber in taking care over each of us. What a truth. Friends, we may be in unchartered waters, but we are not in uncontrolled waters. God's got it. God's got you. God's got your family. God's got the commonwealth of the Bahamas. God's got the world. The bigger your God, the brighter your outlook. Psalm 46. God, this is a different Hebrew name for God, Elohim a name that stresses the strength of God, the power of God. God Elohim is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy Dwelling places of the Most High God. This is a, yet another Hebrew name for God, Elyon. Elyon means Most Holy High God. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy dwelling places of the Most High God is in the midst of her, and she will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations make a roar. The kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come behold the works of the Lord who has wrought desolations in the earth. He, he makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Cease striving and know that I am Elohim. God says cease striving and know that no one is stronger than me and know that nothing is more powerful than me. Cease striving 
and know that I am God. And then he continues, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Praise the Lord for the God that he is and the God that he will be forever and ever. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you that joy startles. And so, Holy Spirit, please make us joyful. And God, thank you that we can think about the question we ask, hey, where am I in the peck? Holy Spirit, make us humble. Lord, thank you for the truth that pain opens ears. Holy Spirit, make us evangelical, burdened for the lost, sharing the gospel. Lord, thank you for the question, where did my idol go? Holy Spirit, make us loyal, holy, undivided, with Christ as first love. And Lord, thank you for the truth that the bigger you are in our understanding, the brighter will be our outlook. Holy Spirit, make us worshipful in the word of God and on our knees. We pray these things in and by and through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God's people said, wherever you are, amen. Thank you.